The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome in to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Slareth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans. Scott, per- Scott producer? Yeah, yeah good enough. Scott DeHuff, producing the show. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsors, the fine folks over at Core Water. Core Water, a perfectly pH balance to match your natural pH level of 7.4. I tell you, I love the water. It's awesome. Big bottles, big suckle. Um, take it to the gym every single day. Well, not every single day. I take it to the gym every time I go to the gym. I don't go to the gym every single day because I'm fat. And, um, and so, actually, I need to take it to the gym every single day. So, but when I do go to the gym, I take cool water. I just Good save. I, Good I save. haven't gone to the gym enough, yeah. not nearly enough, based upon the fact that well, I stepped on the scale the other day and it didn't even register my weight. It just said, ouch. The scale just said, ouch. <laughs> ouch. Yeah. Get off. You're too heavy. <laughs> so, anyway. Good, because I, I thought at some point you were somehow tying your presence at the gym to core water and no they really that's they all on you yeah they don't really want that endorsement they're like yes drink core water but don't be fat that right. would be that that would be like the tagline for core <laughs> if i was doing like they like to put like those instagram type models of real pretty people you know and and really in shape and you're drinking core water and it makes you look like wow if i drink core water i'm gonna get skinny no it really this core water helps but you actually have to exercise and not eat 14 bowls of chips when you go to Mexican dinner. <laughs> oh, like, now we're to 14. We've gone from 2 to 14. Dude, I am just a big tub of lard is what I am. But not because of Core Water. Core Water, delicious. And you should try it out. Hydratewithcore.com for more information. Hey, you know, I, I know we talk a lot of football. Um, but sure. i got to get your thoughts on it because you and I both love baseball. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what did you think of that Manny Machado deal? Yeah, I mean, holy smokes! I mean, he's like the Tom Brady, right? Of uh, of Tom Brady of of Major League Baseball, right? I mean, just he goes to a uh, World Championship Series every other year, right? Well, he's uh, not the Tom Brady. Oh, oh, he's, he's not, no, wait, he doesn't wait. do that. Whatever, he's no, he the doesn't. opposite. He's the opposite. He's been in what three playoff series? Yeah, he's a two thirteen career postseason hitter. But that's the guy you're going to pay three hundred million dollars to. Three hundred million dollars to well the next guy that's going to get a 300 million dollar deal isn't that much more accomplished no bryce bryce harper hits uh what 249 i think he had 34 homers last year about 100 rbis driven in. I, I mean i get that they're great players and they are and they're generational type players and maybe the the, the face of your franchise or whatever but boy I, I find it hard to believe that the return on investment, what's the ROI on a 10-year, $300 million deal? Like, how many World Series do you have to win to get return on investment for that? Sir, I'm, I'm just well, I, I'm just throwing it out ask, there. Ask a Tiger fan what their ROI has been on Miguel Cabrera 
and the astronomical amount of money How about still the Angels him? with with Albert Pujols? Yeah, perfect. I mean, I watch a- Albert Pujols. God bless him. I mean, he stills owed ninety million dollars on that contract that he signed, and I'm telling you what, and I, I mean, he can still hit, and I think he still had thirty plus homers last year, maybe thirty one or something like that. But I, I think about Albert Pujols. Like I watch him run, and it looks painful. Like I, I mean. It looks like he's towing a boat for crying out loud. Like it just is painful. And not not that he was ever, you know, not that he was ever given that contract because of his ability to run the bases. It was all about power numbers and hitting home runs. But a ten year deal, Manny Machado is going to be what twenty seven. So at thirty seven, what like how many great years are you going to get out of him? And to me, if it's about winning World Series and championships, I mean, how does he make you a World Series championship contender? Or does he? If you go to the Padres right now, do you, I, I think even with Manny Machado, I saw this, I was just looking at it. So the projected wins for the San Diego Padres this year, before Manny Machado, 77. What do you think it went up to once they signed Manny Machado? Uh, 79? 80. 80. So you get three wins. That's $100 million of extra win. But that's not how they're thinking about it. There, right. they're but thinking actually, about hey, you know, if you do it by year, now I'm going to have to do math, which is always hard because that would be well, the total, right? Three times ten, right? It's thirty. Thirty. It's thirty million. <laughs> so if you get three extra wins, that is thirty wins. No, no, no. I, I that's thirty wins over ten, 10 years. years. I'm talking just one year. Oh. the three extra wins one year on thirty million dollars. Ah, I see. So, so how do you do that math? So that would be what? It's ten million dollars a win. A win. Right. So you get you're actually paying for ten million dollars projected for ten million dollars per win for per extra win to get Manny there. Yeah, but and eighty gets you in the playoffs, right? No, no, it doesn't. No, but their argument is that that ten million you're talking about per win will also be made up by season tickets, merchandise. If you're a Padre all that other fan, stuff, all maybe of the a sudden, idea, maybe the idea that other free agents will will want to okay, come to. Right. Let San me ask Diego. you this: If you're a Padre fan right now, okay. And you're on the fence about buying season tickets. You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend the money. Does Manny Machado make you go, yep, damn it, I'm spending the money? Uh, yeah. Yes, it would. If I'm on the fence, yeah, it would. Because that tells me that a franchise that for years I've questioned whether or not they want to win, mm-hmm. what better example, what better message can you send than giving out the richest contract ever to a player? Would you be more apt to buy season tickets for a Manny Machado or an elite level pitcher like a, let's say you could make a trade for Garrett Cole? Mm. Machado, I can watch every day though. Yeah, In I theory. mean, I get it. if you're on the fence, yeah, you probably buy. You're probably, you know, you're 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 probably going to go ahead and buy those tickets. I, I just, you know, we live in Denver, Colorado, and then it, it ends up making you think, okay, well, what's next? Because Nolan Arenado just signed his arbitration number. They agreed to a term. Um, they came together, the two sides, and, and you know, it's been amicable. And they ended up getting a $26 million one-year contract on the arbitration year for Nolan Arenado. But it just makes me think that Nolan Arenado is probably going to be playing in pinstripes next year. Are, are they going to really – are the Rockies really going to take a Nolan Arenado deal and say, okay, we're going to give you, you know, a, a 10-year, 30 – I mean, ten year, three hundred million. Ten year, three hundred ten million. Whatever it is, are, are the Rockies really going to do that? Well, there's also another force in play here because 
I th- I think Nolan Arenado actually wants to stay put. I think he there's part of him that wouldn't mind giving a hometown discount. Like I mean, really, once you're talking about two hundred and fifty million versus three hundred million, right. how much money do you really need? But you you know how it works in baseball. I mean, sure. that is one powerful union, and with everything that's been going on in baseball, even if you're not really a big baseball fan, you've probably picked up on the fact that for the last two off seasons, there's war being waged right now between the players right. and the owners. The owners are basically collusion to try to keep salaries down right. until they give out $300 million to Manny Machado. Well, but they're, they're, but they're, they're, the star players are going to get paid. Like the, the Manny Machados right. and the Bryce Harpers and, you know, when, when Mike Trout is up and Nolan Arenado, those, those stars are going to get paid. It's the next level of players that they're colluding against. Right. When guys can't get more than a one-year right. or a two-year deal, you know, you get a guy that's a perennial gold glove player like uh, LeMahieu here in Denver that goes and signs a Yankees deal and he gets a two-year, $24 million deal, and that's all they're given. They're given one- and two-year deals. That's, what, that's the way they're trying to basically manage their own salary structure so you know and, that when the players union has a player right that's ready to cash in you damn well know they're going to apply all kinds of pressure to that player sure that you are going to sign for every last cent yeah that you possibly you're, can you're get, there will be no hometown discounts right we're not going to let you take the hometown discount and hurt us from a, a negotiation standpoint with all the next you know, level of free agents. We're going to have to stick it to the owners. And their union is so strong, and they have always been able to back that. And it, which leads me, you know, just off the cuff to this Kaepernick situation, Mike, because this Kaepernick situation is fascinating to me. So, you know, he's, he stands up for social injustice. You know, there is, there is an accusation and a lawsuit that he brings against the National Football League for collusion, okay? And so the National Football League ends up um, in in conjunction with his attorneys and with the Players Association to uh, to settle out of court. So there's a lot of people that are trumpeting, you know, Kaepernick's cause. You know, they're waving the Kaepernick flag saying, hey, listen, he won uh, the NFL by, by this admission, by settling. They're admitting that there was some sort of collusion and they didn't want this to come out in court. And Kaepernick is getting a you know a pocket full of money, whatever that is. And I know there's there's different figures that have been reported from twenty million to eighty million dollars. It doesn't matter. They're saying, hey, Kaepernick won. Kaepernick won. And from that standpoint, absolutely, he he stuck it to him. They basically guilt from you know the from the settlement. They're admitting some level of guilt here, right? So he won from that standpoint. But I always found it, I find it fascinating. Our union is like, woohoo, look, we won, we won. And I'm like, did you? Did you really win? Would you win? Because the NFL is Teflon. Is this going to affect? Are you going to, oh, okay, yes, Kaepernick won. You're going to tune in on, on Sunday, September, when the opening season kicks off. Why? Or Thursday night? Because it's the NFL. They're Teflon. They basically just pay for a problem to go away. Like ch- children in the fifties, go away. We don't want it, w- nothing to see here. And guess what? NFL football fans, they're doesn't matter to them. They're they're not going to hold them accountable. They're not going to quit watching. They came back in record droves this year. You know. So, what did you really win? Like, if the union was as strong as the baseball Lord, union, what is, would the baseball union have done? Baseball union said, "No, we're taking this damn thing to court." We're going to expose the owners. 
We're going to show exactly what they are, the malfeasance that goes on within ownership. And and here's what would have been incredible. Now, I know that, that he's an activist. Good for him. He has donated a lot of money. Great for him. Um, you know, he can be an activist from this point forward. If he never gets back in the National Football League, I don't know what his intentions are, but if he never gets back, you know, he'll be a martyr and he'll be continued you know, continue to be able to be an activist. And that's great. And be a catalyst for change. That's awesome. But, I mean, how do you really want to stuck? If you really wanted to stick it to the NFL, you take this thing to court. And if they're already cutting you a check because there was a certain, you know, there was a certain amount of collusion that was going on, there was a certain amount of text messages that were damning or emails that were damning or, or testimony that was damning, then guess what happens? You win that court case, and instantly the collective bargaining agreement becomes void. So now, if you're calling Kaepernick, not only have you been um, have you been a catalyst of change and of social justice causes, but now you're the guy that brought the NFL down. So all this that we talk about from lifetime insurance that the players don't get from guaranteed contracts that most of the players you know save Kirk Cousins they don't get all that stuff comes on the table now you think there would have been that potential seismic change well think about if this if only think, Kaepernick had think about stuck this. to his guns and think about taken now, this to court? If, if you could have won if you could have won and the fact that they were willing to settle for you or settle with you and get out of it says that there was some admission of guilt there right so had you taken that all the way, and you know it can it can draw out in court forever. But think about this. Think about like you could have gone down like Reggie White in free agency. Like your name could have been associated with the change. So if you void the contract, doesn't mean you have to instantly, you know, renegotiate. Shoot, you could wait till week eight of the season, or you could wait till week twelve of the season. And say, hey man, this is the deal we want. If not, we're canceling the Super Bowl. As a players association, say if we don't get like you always talk about safety being your number one concern. If safety is truly your number one concern, you should have lifetime insurance for your players. You should have lifetime care for your players. If it's truly your number one concern and we're going to stick to our guns on this, we want fully guaranteed contracts. We want what whatever it is you want. You have never had the balls to hold out. You have never had the balls to stick it to the ownership. You have never had you've never had the leverage. This would have been the first time probably in history that I can think of that you would have had actual leverage against the owners. Because the collective bargaining agreement would be void if you could prove collusion. Then what you're describing on multiple fronts then, Colin Kaepernick's kind of a fraud. Kind of a fraud because he had a chance. If this guy truly was all about activism and mm-hmm. playing the martyr role and the Nike ads, willing to mm-hmm. sacrifice everything, it's kind of hard to still stand on that soapbox of sacrifice when you've been cut a check for $80 million and you've passed mm-hmm. on the opportunity to help your brethren right. like you just laid out. Well, I think I mean there's there's a there's yeah. a I, you, I mean you said that Colin Kaepernick can still be an activist, still be a martyr. Sure. Can he really? Can oh. he really, Mark? After yeah, you, I, you basically said okay, 
My sacrifice has a price tag. Right. I, no. Need it and I'll go away. I think that I think that you still are because you stood up to the man and the man had to admit that the man was was wrong and he had to pay you. So I still think like it it probably wasn't Colin Kaepernick's. Well, I know it wasn't Colin Kaepernick's. He didn't take a knee because of NFL injustice. He didn't take a knee because the NFL isn't giving you insurance full time. He didn't take a knee because of any of that. He took a knee because he felt strongly about social injustice. And so from that standpoint, do I think he's a sellout? No, I don't think he's a sellout. I don't. I think I think there has been more good that has come from this. The NFL put together a $100 million social injustice fund, and players are out in the community in droves. Players are doing more in their communities than they've ever done. So all of this, to me, is a good thing. And he was the catalytic event that created that. Good for Colin Kaepernick. That's great. So do I still think he has... Do I, you know, it's a very multi-layered, very multifaceted kind of conversation that we're having here. He didn't set out to change the pay structure of the NFL. Like, now, that could have happened, and he would have been associated. You know, it would be like baseball, the Kurt Flood rule, right? The free agency. It would have been football with real free agency with the Reggie White settlement, you know, the Reggie White case. It had been Colin Kaepernick against the NFL and how that changed the trajectory of the NFL, how it shifted some of the balance of power between the owners and the players. But that's never what he set out to do in the first place. He set out to be a voice of social change, and that he has accomplished. So, you know, the crazy thing is I saw somebody tweet this. I think it was uh, – Ryan Rossillo tweet, you know, wherever you stand on this argument, the bottom line is you're right. Like if you're if you're in the Colin Kaepernick camp, you know, you're like, yes, he stuck it to the man. They had to pay him. They had to admit guilt. He won. And if you're in the NFL owners camp, you're like, ah, oh, he didn't really stand for anything. He just wanted to get his pockets filled. We win. Like there's to, you know what I mean? There's that was kind of uh, that was a summation. But it kind of made sense. Did you know, whenever you, whenever you start talking right? about like right. the union, you, yeah. get, you get so agitated, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, you, you, your jaw gets mm-hmm. kind of, you, and you, you puff your chest out a little bit. By the way, you were always to me the original Mr. Big Chest, but you know, right. apparently you've lost your title now. I like, you know? I would like, I mean, now, you're, you're yoked. I, I mean, I'll give you that. You're yoked. You, you. You, you, my you, titties are huge. You do have huge titties. I, my, you, I mean, my, I you know, you and I were roommates during the, the, the yeah. Super Bowl week, and I, I saw you a couple times, and I had to had to admit, damn, those are some big titties. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but, but apparently, you're no longer Mister Big Chest. <laughs> what when you when I like left the room or whatever did. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. Huh? Don't. Were you like. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Don't give yourself that much credit. No. 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 Oh. I'm can't just you, like, you, can't were... you just allow me to give you a compliment without oh. going there? Yeah. I mean, I just didn't know you were like, really? I didn't realize. I mean, I saw you. I noticed you noticing me, but I didn't really know the depth of, well, of how much you liked my bosom. I'm, I'm paying you a compliment, mm. which honestly I should not have done. Knowing that I should have known you take it to this the, the, these depths. Yeah, apparently not. Mr. I apologize. I apologize for uh, taking it to those. Uh, it, I, 
Like, where did you come up with that? If you're, if you're him, him, yeah. One, automatically. I'm just glad we're moving on. Yeah, automatically, <laughs> you should eliminate. If you're an NFL team, okay. If, okay, you can you can sit there and say, hey, the production's great, right? And you can say that, yeah, he's a bit of a headache, you know, and he's a bit of a diva, and he's a pain in the ass, and you have to create special rules for him, and he's going to show up late, and sometimes he's not going to, you know, show up at all. But when he's there, he's going to work hard, and on Sundays he's going to ball. And so you can make a here's here is the delineating line. Here's where you cross the line to where you can't sign Antonio Brown. He nicknamed himself. Like anybody that nicknames themselves a douchebag. Well, Kobe Bryant did it. Like I said, anybody who nicknames himself is a douchebag. Okay. Unless you're Shaq. Shaq is the only guy that's ever been able to recreate nicknames from like the big cactus. Yeah. Like, because Shaq is. When he does it, it's. Because he's not. Right, because he's not trying. The big fella's having some fun. Right, he's not trying to like be a hard ass or right. be like he's he's almost self deprecating. Yes, that's the word. Good job. In in the in the way that he nicknames right. himself, the big Aristotle. Right. You know, Kobe Bryant was not being self deprecating when he nicknamed no, himself the Black Mamba. No, and Mister Big Chest. Like, what does that even come from, Mister Big Ego? I could understand, Mister <laughs> Giant Head. I would get right. What do you think happens? Mr. Unrealistic. And, and AB says that he met with Art Rooney and that right. that you know both sides agreed it's time to move on. I, I haven't heard that from the Steelers yet. All I know is the Steelers still have this guy under contract for three years. The last two years are extremely team-friendly deals. Mm-hmm. I, told you that, I told you this when this all started. This is all about money. This right. isn't about Antonio Brown necessarily wanting out of Pittsburgh. It's and he finally came out and admitted it. He wants the remaining uh, non-guaranteed money on his contract to become guaranteed. And if that happened, imagine how quickly he'll change his tune about Pittsburgh. And oh, you mean leave. if they came to him and say, "Hey, we're just going to guarantee the next yeah. the last three years," yeah. he'd be like, "Hey, I love it here." Love and Ben it. Roethlisberger and I are tired of the mouse nuts, right? imagine how tight mouse nuts are i mean they're nestled right up against one another a lot of think about this a lot of friction there right Mm -hmm. if you're a mouse at the end of the day you're just open your legs you land your back you're like oh my lord (laughs) the friction created running around being a mouse today (laughs) these poor nuts (laughs) (laughs) honey give me an ice bag for these nuts Right? Yes. Think of. Do you think about stuff like that? I travel around and think about stuff like this. Never. You do. How how your mind works is a national treasure. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I mean, it is a national freaking treasure. So, what do what do you think happens? Listen, there's going to be some team that's stupid enough to sign the guy, trade for the guy. Yeah, trade for the guy. There, there will be. Like you said, the last two years are pretty are, are team friendly. There'll be somebody, and they'll probably you know trade and and I would imagine they're going to have to re, redo the contract, right? Of Give him a bunch of upfront money. Um, I I have to imagine. See, teams are stupid enough to think they're one AB away from winning a championship. Like, there's a bunch of teams out there that don't pay attention to to what actually wins. See, I disagree with that. I don't, I don't think there w- it would be a team that would feel like he's the last piece to a championship, it would be 
he's the piece that gets us closer to respectability. Really? Yeah. We got a young quarterback. Okay, well, let's go so through. So it's, it's, you know, it's the Cardinals. It's the 49ers. Oh, it's, it's not necessarily a team that's on the cusp of winning big. It's just a team that's trying to be relevant okay. for the first time in a long time. All right, so let me go. I'll go through these with you. Uh, New England. No. Miami. Possibly. Okay, see, Miami is interesting Because they'll draft me. a quarterback. Right, and they're one of the most dysfunctional organizations in football. He'd be perfect there. Okay. Uh, Buffalo. Sure. Josh Allen. Jets. Sure. Sam Darnold. Gosh, I hate it when you make sense. Keep going. Baltimore. Uh, sure. Lamar Jackson. Cleveland. Sure. Baker Mayfield. Cincinnati. Nah, they already got A.J. Green. Houston. DeAndre Hopkins. Indianapolis. Uh, they realize they have a quarterback in Andrew Luck whose job it is to make receivers look better than they really are. Keep going. Tennessee. Sure. Jacksonville. Sure. KC. No. Chargers. No. Denver. Yes. <laughs> you just brought in Joe Flacco with the idea that you're going for it this year and all your receivers are first and second year guys. Raiders. Of Raiders. No, they're dumping money. Right? Yep. Dallas. Yeah. Philadelphia. No. Washington. Yeah, Washington will spend money on anybody. Sure. Daniel Snyder, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, Daniel Snyder would spend money. Daniel Snyder would roll the Brinks truck I up. I think I'm at nine teams right now. New York Giants. No, they got OBJ. Chicago. Sure. Minnesota. Sure. No, no. No, 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 they got no, great they, receivers. Yeah, Green yeah. Bay. That would be interesting. They got a lot of cap space. Yes, sure. Why not? Young coach. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. You figure Aaron Rodgers will keep him in line. Yep. He may not get along with Ben Roethlisberger, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Relax. Relax. I'll throw you the ball. Come on. Detroit. Sure. Mike Pettin. I mean, excuse me, not Mike Pettin. Oh, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Yeah, I didn't mind. Yeah, probably not. Um... New Orleans. No. No. Atlanta. No. no, they got Carolina. Yeah. Tampa Bay. No. They get me. Yeah, and they yeah, they they do and and also uh uh BA had already said, "No, I don't I don't want that right. headache in my locker room." Um the Rams. No. Did they sign everybody though? No. Seattle. Yeah. San Francisco. Yep. Arizona. Yeah. I could see him in Arizona. Dude, too. I just I wait, hope he goes to Arizona we, and they just never win a game. We just came oh, up with we say? just came up with literally half the NFL yeah. teams would make sense for Antonio Brown. Why? Because half the NFL is searching, fighting for relevance, respectability. Sure. They've hitched their wagon to young quarterbacks or quarterbacks that they hitched their wagon to a few years ago, and they're desperately trying to you know, get that return on investment. So what do you do when you're that desperate? You sell out for the talent, man. You sell out for the talent. Do you think he has any intention of – he just wants to get paid. Do you think he, is, do you think he cares about winning? Does he care about – I think he cares that? about winning, but after getting paid. I think he cares about winning after getting paid – Priority number one. 
you put three priorities on it, and winning has to be one of the three, the three priorities. Here would be my three priorities. One, getting paid. Two, getting numbers. Three, winning. Yes, I'd agree with you. And it wouldn't be the other way around. It wouldn't be like, hey, getting paid and then getting wins regardless of numbers. Well, numbers would be number two. I would take numbers over wins. I think that's the way his his mentality. Because at some point, the Diva wide receivers has been sold this bill of goods that you can't win without numbers. So, which is just false. But I think that would be it. I think it would be paid, numbers, and then, hey, if the wins come, great. If not, at least I'm getting paid and I'm getting numbers. But you know what will happen? A guy that forced his way out of a great situation in Pittsburgh was selfish, was a diva, uh-huh. was... He'll get rewarded for it. He'll get rewarded for it. Yep. He'll, he'll end up being... Your reward will be money and targets. Yep. Not wins. And that, to, there's, a, there's a certain amount of, I just, like, this is bad for me to say, but it's just being honest. There's a certain amount of, for me of, like, I hope you go to a place where you guys absolutely suck ass and we don't ever have to listen to you again. Is but that wrong? But in the short, at least in the short term, he'll win. Yeah, he'll win he'll that. Get, he'll get exactly everything he wants. Yep. His behavior will be rewarded. Yep. Rewarding the petulant child. There you go. You know what my mom would give him? The wooden spoon. Ooh. Right on the backside. Oh. My dad had his had his uh, fraternity paddle. I mean, oh. that thing was just the thickest right. type wood. Oh, my God. Oh. My ass cheeks are stinging just thinking about it. I always like the ones where they would say, hey, we drill holes in it so the wind passes through quicker. <laughs> you know, it wow, elevates the bat head wow. speed. That's, some, that's right? some Alaska frontier justice right there. Exactly right. Hey, for everybody involved in the Stinking Truth Podcast, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later on in the week. We'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, the fine folks over at Gore Water. Uh, sorry we butchered that uh, commercial. <laughs> um, not, I'm really not sorry, that, but I'm just saying that I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, we went off the rails a little bit today. If that offended you, uh, I apologize, too, because it's probably not the right thing to do. But every now and again, come on, we're guys. So uh, for everybody, for Mike, myself, for Scott. Mike, what do you mean? Right. For <laughs> Scott. Well, I'm not. I'm telling. Like I said, I noticed, like, you eyeballing me when I got out of the shower. Oh, no. And it, it was uncomfortable. That's not true. That's not true. It was uncomfortable. That's not true. All right. <laughs> little uncomfortable. All right. See you later. The Stinkin' Truth Podcast presented by Core Water. Subscribe to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and plenty of other podcast platforms.